Amen. Hey, we love God. Amen. Love what God's doing. Amen. And, and we're, we're going to be a part of something amazing, right? We're on our way to change the world. And, and, and before, before we can see the world change, though, we got to participate and allow God to change us. Amen. We, 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 we got to be changed. <laughs> there's there's uh, so many thoughts that I don't share, which is good. Which is good, but some, I'm just checking that one out. No, okay. So we're moving right on. So God, God's going to change us, and he, and he starts by changing the way we think. you got to realize you're not free to think anything you want to think. If you're going to be a Christ follower, you don't get to think anything you want to think. All right? The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, he said, think on these things. That's kind of, there it is. Think on these things. You know, if it's a good report. If it's honest, if it's just, if it's pure, if it's lovely, if it brings any praise, if there's any virtue, then think on that, right? So we, we got we to gotta take control here, and we got to think on these things. In 2 Corinthians, it says, take these thoughts captive, right? So there's thoughts we're supposed to think. There's thoughts we're supposed to take captive. There, not every thought that runs through your mind, are you supposed to just let that sucker go? Man, you, you, you know, you got, you got to, you got to kind of like wake up a little bit. You got to, you, you got to, you got to, you got to guard yourself. You, you got to, you got to protect your future. You got to say, you know what? It's time for me to start changing the way I think. And let me tell you why you got to change the way you think. Because you think wrong. Now, I raised three kids. Well, Shelby did it, and I took credit. But, uh, uh, but, but, but we had the three boys, and there were, there were times where uh, we would sit down and say, hey, man, you're thinking wrong. And, and sometimes what they heard us say, you know, they didn't hear you're thinking wrong. They heard, we think you're stupid. Well, really, that's what they heard, you know, and, and, and breaking it down and having deep conversations with them. It's like, man, I, you know, and, they, and they, would, they would, like, dig their heels in. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that, uh, that you're dumb. You're not stupid. You have the mind of Christ. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now quick in your mortal body. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on up in there. Okay? You have what it takes. God would never ask you to do something that he didn't equip you to succeed at. So he, he has, he, you know, the Bible says that he has given us un, uh, all things that, that pertain unto life and unto God. You are equipped for success. But if you're not careful, you'll slide over there, you know, and, and that, that old nature, that old mindset, you know, and, and you'll, get, you'll get tricked into, into kind of, you know, if you're ever coasting, let me tell you where you're coasting towards. You're, you're coasting back towards that, that, the old mindset. You know, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Well, well, where is it at? Well, where's your study? Where's your break of sweat? Where's your, where, where's your you know, think these things and take those thought captive? You got to get involved. Engaged, right? So you you got to realize that uh, a lot of times we, we we just have to admit it, man. We just think wrong. God said, "My thoughts aren't your thoughts." It's not a put down. It's an invitation up. God's invited us to not not to a different level of life. When, in John ten, when He said, "The thief comes to kill, still to destroy," but I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance through the top till it overflows. That word life is Zoe, Z O E. It's God life, the life like God has it. It's not a different level of life. It's a different lifestyle altogether. It's a lifestyle that this, 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 it's not, doesn't have some minor adjustments. It's radically different from the lifestyle that we had without God. You know, in the world system and, in, in, you know, in just a carnal mindset, you know, uh, there's a certain way of doing life, but God's way is radically different. And, and it's, not the, it's not the absence of death. It's just more life than death. 
right? So we don't let death rule. We, we know that life rules, right? It's not the, not the absence of sorrow, but it's, it's just we have more joy than sorrow, right? Why? Because it's life like God has. It's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Come on, somebody. That's the lifestyle. Come on. That, that, that's the lifestyle. But, so, but some, sometimes we, we live like people who ain't got God. It's funny, during a worship song, we'll sing it, we'll shout it out, but on the way to the parking lot, it's like we forget it, you know, and uh, problems come and and situations arise, and just like anybody else without God, just like they'd freak out a little bit, so do we, and we start acting like we don't know what we know, but we know some stuff. Come on, you know, you know that if you look back, you see that he's faithful. So when you look ahead, you know that he's able. So when you just look where you're at, you ought to act like you know what you know. See, the enemy's trying to, trying to rip from your grip what God's put within your hand, right? And he's trying, you know, that's his job. The sower sows the seed, the seed's the word of God, and the thief comes to steal the seed. Your greatest satanic opposition will always follow up right after your freshest revelation. That's his job. Don't, don't, don't get mad at the devil for doing his job. He's just doing his job. If you would do your job, he wouldn't be so good at his job, right? What's your job? Your job's kick him right in the crotch, okay? Just, just deal with the devil. But his job, his job is to try to shift you and, and to get you to where you don't actually get a grip on what God has to say. You, you just don't really believe it. You got a T-shirt, you got a bumper sticker, but you still got a nasty attitude. And God's wanting to change us, right? He, burn the shirt. Who cares about the shirt? You know, sell the car, but get a new attitude, right? And, and that, that's what Paul was talking about when, when he wrote in Romans. He said, you know, I'm begging you guys by, by the mercies of God because, because God's been so good to us. Here's what we ought to do. We ought to take our life and present it to him a living sacrifice. You know, because, because he's been so good, what, what we ought to do, I, I like the message where it says, hey, I want you to take your everyday ordinary life, the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you go to work, and make that your offering to God. Live a lifestyle of worship because he's just been so good. He's been so good to you. Well, stop complaining about the little bad thing and keep celebrating the good thing that, man, God's been good to you. You know, the enemy's trying to get you to forget what you know. See, you know, you know he's faithful. You know he's able. You know, you know he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. You know that he's, he's for you, not against you. You know that if he's on your side, who gives a rip? Who's a, you, know, you know, but, but the enemy wants you to forget it, and, and you've you got to say, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate it. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know it better than I've ever known it. And he said, because of his great goodness, let, let's present our, 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 our life, our body, a living sacrifice. You know, there's a problem with a living sacrifice. It's one thing to take a dead carcass and throw it up on the altar and watch it burn. It's another thing, you know, you put living sacrifice up, they keep, every time the heat comes up, they get up and run off. Every time the heat comes up in our life, we, we kind of climb back down off the altar and go, no, wait a minute, I'll do that next week. No, we're supposed to do it right now, right here, okay? All in, all, all in, uh, all in for Jesus, man. And when it gets rough, man, we're tougher than that. You know, you know, you know, man, you know, uh, it, and you just got to bear with me a little bit because just sissified saints are irritating to me. It just, you know, it's just, it's just so frustrating. And, 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 and I tell you, I'll be honest, I hate it when I, when I see it in me. You know, but there's such a gravitational pull in our culture. This first world society is, is, is we're babies. 
You know, when I, when I think about God needing to change us, I'm thinking diapers. We need, we need change. And, and, and we, we need, but we need to get past that spot where, where we're not so weak. We are equipped and prepared, and, and, and when, you know, everybody, if I ask the question today, how many want a great victory, everybody raise their hand. Well, you, you know what? If you want a great victory, then you're going to have a great battle. Come on, Sparky. It's not that deep. You, you, don't, you, don't, get, you don't get great victories from baby battles. You get baby victories, right? Look at somebody and tell them, quit being a baby. Go ahead, Jesse. Tell her. I dare you. Okay. But, but I'm just saying... <laughs> it's fun to watch the front row. Dear God, I'm not saying that to them. Okay. I'm just saying that, that you know, we, we, got it. We, we have this huge opportunity to, to shatter the power of darkness, but we get distracted by our own stupid little thing. And he's saying, man, I'm begging you by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Holy. You know, let's just talk about that ugly word for a minute. Holy. He's a holy God. And he don't mingle with unholiness. Right? I mean, read his book. What fellowship hath darkness with lightness? It ain't going to happen. A lot of us don't need a devil to, to mess with our stuff. We just have enough unholy activity in our life that we separate God. Oh, and now you're going to go meddling in my life and tell me what I can do and where I can go and what I can eat and what I can drink and what I can smoke and what I can, you know. No, no, I, I think the Holy Spirit ought to have the permission to do that in you. And, and I think that we ought to be sensitive enough that we, you know, the Holy Spirit, how does he operate? Through conviction. You know, when he comes, he's speaking of the Spirit in John 16, when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it. You, you know, where's the, we want a demonstration of power. Well, where's your response to the conviction? Dude, I'm preaching now. Ha! Just throw one of those in. You know, uh, we're supposed to be living a holy life, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That, 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 that phrase is an interesting study, too. It's, it means it's the least you can do. This is the least you can do after God's been so good to you. It, the least you can do is quit whining about your problem and celebrate his goodness. The least you could do is not forget how good God is because you've got a new problem. Everybody's got a problem, but you've got a God who's on your side. You've got a God who's picked you up out of the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock and put a new song, even praising God in your mouth. Why don't you talk about that? No, you want to talk about your problem. I, I digress. He said, how are we going to do this thing? Well, uh, we're, we're not going to allow the world to squeeze us into its mold. We're not going to be conformed to this age, but we're going to be transformed. Not minor, not, not minor you know, touches, but, but radical difference. We're going to be transformed. See, we're, we're not supposed to be trying to fit in. We're supposed to be willing to stand out. Right? Here we, are, here we are in this age, and we're trying to do everything we can. We're trying to do everything we can to fit in. And, and then we lie to ourselves. Oh, you get ready to write this down. I just had a thought, and it's a good one. We, we lie to ourselves, and we say, well, no, we just want to be relevant. Let me tell you something, that relevance does not change truth. Uh, you, 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 you understand that relevance means that it's effective or it was created for that purpose. It's relevant. It doesn't mean that it's just as sick as everybody else. I want to be relevant with my friends. That's the last thing that people without hope need is somebody who has hope that act like somebody who ain't got no hope. You want to be relevant, then you come in and you, you, you carry hope. 
And you, and you recognize that, oh, by the way, the way that you're living is not going to produce the end result that you want. I tried that. Can't, can't do it that way. I'm not going to be relevant and, and lie to myself, say that I'm relevant and go down the slide, uh, you know, towards darkness with, with others. No, I'm going to be relevant. I'm going to come in and my life's going to make a difference. Right? So he said, you know, we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove that God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect, that we can prove. I love the Amplified where it says so we can prove to yourself. A lot of us are trying to prove to the world that we're right. Who cares? No, you need to get proven to you that what God's will is. Because if you, if you ever get the will of God proven to you, then you know that God's will is good. Man, I'll tell you what, the, the, the goodest thing that you got is God's will. You ain't going to come up with something that's better. The enemy wants you to think that life would be good if you do it that way. No, li- no life in his will, that's a good life. Right, that his life is his will is good. His his will is perfect. He ain't missing nothing. He ain't lacking nothing. That that his will is acceptable. It's the only thing that I will accept. If you ever get that proven to you, then when the enemy comes and tries to tell you that that, that you're not going to make it, you can go wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, I know the will of God. I'm not going to be talked out of this just because I got a problem. See over here, just because I have this challenge, I'm I'm not going to cave into that pressure because I know the will of God, and the will of God for me is to succeed. And, and I I know that God's been thinking about me, and His thoughts are not to harm me, but to prosper me and to give me a hope in the future. And because I'm convinced of His will, I'm not I'm not bothered by this situation because I know the situation doesn't have more power than God does. So I know that my final outcomes are going to be better in my current condition. Why? Because God is on my side, and you can't talk me out of that. And we need, to get, we need to have a transformational experience where, man, you know, a bad day doesn't disrupt what we know. And then you get down to Romans 12, 9. We'll put that one up. And he said, here's what we need to do. We, we, need, to, we, may, we need to get a, a love operating us that's a real thing, right? No more hypocrisy. No, no, more, no more faking it. You, you'll fake it till you make it. Yeah, but you've been faking it for 20 years. Yeah, that ain't making it. You, you know, uh, you know the, way, the way that we love ought to be God's way, and, and we need to be allowing him to change the way we think so it will change the way we feel. we got, we got to let God make us different because our, that old way ain't working, and, and, but we need it to be real. So that means that we have to be willing to participate with the transformational experience. We have, we, well, how do we do it? By, by seeing the evil that's in us. Not, well, you know, I, you know I, I hate the darkness in the world. I hate the darkness that's in me. You know, I, I, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I, 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 got, I got to develop an attitude towards my attitude that when the wrong attitude rises up, that I look at it and go, I'm not going to cover you. I'm not going to justify that. I'm not, I'm not going to let that be part of me because God wants me to, to, to love people. Well, yeah, but people are unlovable. God wouldn't tell you to do something he hadn't equipped you to succeed at. Well, God, God is love, and that seed is in you. And guess what? You have the ability to produce that harvest. And so he said, how are we going to do it? Well, you're going you're to learn to hate the evil. Man, evil isn't demon-possessed. It's sick or diseased or something that, that, uh, that degrades health. So all of the stuff that's in us that's, that's pushing us away from people that, you know, that, that God's wanting us to love, we've we got to learn to hate that attitude. And, and again, don't, don't, don't justify it. Eradicate it. When, it. when it comes up in you, you got to go, ooh, that, that, no, that's not me. If any man be in Christ, he's new. That's not me. So I'm, I'm going to deal with that. How am I going to deal with it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cling to what is good. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a grip on what's good, and I'm going to beat the evil with it. 
You know, I won't get there today, but if you get to the last verse, it says, how do we overcome evil? By doing good. And I want to tell you in the Greek, what that means is just beat the tar out of evil with good. Okay, so, so you're going to get a grip on the good and you're going to drive the evil out of your life and, and, and you're going to turn in horror from it. You're going to, no, I got to change. The old me used to act that way. The new me, he ain't even going to act that way. He ain't going to feel that way. Amen? I, I, I want that changed to me. Look, look at verse 10. He said, love one another like a family. We got to love each other. We're family. Man, if you get born again, you're family. What's that mean? You're stuck with us. Okay, we're family. There ain't no getting out of this thing. You're a family. And he said, I want you, I want you to love each other like a family. And you're giving precedence and showing honor. Giving pre- Well, people will take advantage of it. You can't take advantage of somebody who gave it to you. And so you, 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 you're going to decide, okay, I'm going to start giving the advantage, but then you still feel like you're being taken advantage of. That's the evil in you that you got to push out. That's the thought that you got to take captive, and, and you got to think on the, well, no, there's a good report. There's a good, this, this is just, this is pure. This is, I'm going to think, I'm going to change, start changing the way I think. If you don't address the way you think, you're never going to feel the way he wants you to feel. So you're going you're gonna to love each other like a family, and you're going to show Honor. You know, if you remember, if you go to the restaurant sometime this week, today, or the store, and they have the stickers on the door, and it says, we honor these cards. What does that mean? We accept these cards. Sometimes honoring people is just as simple as accepting them. Man, they're just, hey, that's a brother in Christ. So I tell you what, you just need to accept him instead of judging him. Get my little light on. Holy Ghost flashy. We, we, we got to accept, and you want to know what's crazy is that the, the level of authority that the, that the card has isn't determined by the person who's accepting the card. It's determined by the one who's authorized the card. So when you're accepting people, you don't set the limits. God does. What's your job? Accept it. Accept it, man. If they exceed their limit, trust me, the guy who authorized the card, he'll deal with that. You, you just got you, you to honor people, right? You just got to honor. You got to accept and you got you to embrace and quit rejecting. Proverbs 18.1 says that he who willfully isolates himself from God or man seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment. You know, what, what, well, what does that mean? He's an idiot. You, you, you're not, you can't do God life by yourself. You know, the, the, the strength that God's wanting to pour into your life is going to come from people that he's brought into your life. God knows what he's doing. I'm telling you that there's people in the room that we have spent a lot of years with that without God, we wouldn't have had any relationship at all. We, there was no commonality. There was no, you know, there was nothing that brought us together except God. God knew what he was doing, though, because those are the people who have been the strongest for us, that have, that have, that have given more life than it. We wouldn't have had it without God. God knows what he's doing. And the enemy's trying to get you to, to push off and, 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 you know, to be afraid and, well, they're going to hurt me. Yeah, they are. They're going to let you down. People, people are going to disappoint you. And that's why you got to have a, a different way of thinking, right? Because when you're disappointed, you got to hate the evil and hold the good. What? Just think about it. Disappoint. The prefix dis means to push down and press out of. Appoint. Disappoint. Uh, When you're disappointed, you're no longer in your appointment. Your appointment's where your power and where your authority is at. And if the enemy can press you out of your appointment, you ain't got no more power. So, of course, he's going to try to use people to disappoint you. Why? Because people are a source of your 
power. You have to honor people. Remember when Jesus went to a town, and, and, and it was a town that was looking for a Messiah, and he showed up, and they said, well, that's not him. That's the carpenter. So that's just a kid. You know, we changed his diapers. We, 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 you know, we listened to him cry. We, we, we saw him grow up, and, and that, that, that can't be right. And, and, and the Bible says, and he could not do many works there. It does not say he would not. It said he could not. Why couldn't he? Well, there was no power. Why wasn't there power? Because they didn't accept him. They did not honor him. So when you honor others, you open the gate for the power to operate. But if you disconnect and reject and refuse to honor, you you shut the power off. And then you're sitting there praying these prayers and wondering why God ain't moving. Well, because you you have the flip off. You choose in darkness instead of light. God, he can't commingle there. So you got, you got to learn to love. You got to learn to honor. You got to, you, I said you got to learn to love. You got to learn to honor people, outdoing each other. It wasn't a Holman's translation that said what you have to do is, is, is outdo each other by showing honor. You know, it's, it's almost like a just family competition. You got me that time, but I'm going to get you next time. Honoring one another. Look at verse 11. Don't lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Go for it. Be a glow, burning with the Spirit. This is how we serve God. If you think you're serving the Lord, but you're, but you're holding hard feelings towards people, you're not serving. You're serving the wrong Lord. The enemy has tricked you into serving him. If you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to love people, and you're going to honor them. This is how we serve the Lord. Look at somebody tell them, I'm a servant of the Most High. Look at verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Quit whining in sorrow. (laughs) It doesn't say rejoice in hope on the good days or when things are going. No, rejoice in hope. There's hope. There is hope. There's hope. Man, you know some stuff. Don't forget what you know. You know that if you look behind, you see that he's faithful. If you look ahead, you know that he is able. You know, you know there's hope. You know there's hope for your house. There's hope for your healing. There's hope for your finances. There's hope for your spouse. There's hope for your school. There's hope for your job. There is hope. Rejoice in that hope. And it's like you're in a boat with a drill. Put it down. <laughs> Be steadfast and patient. Quit changing Be, because it's, it's hard, so I quit. Quit being a quitter. You know what's weird about quitters is they always quit the stuff they shouldn't quit. They quit the wrong stuff. Quit whining. Quit complaining. Right? Quit caving in. How about be a quitter that way? Don't change because it's hard. Be constant. Prayer, man. Prayer. I'm telling you, if you're going to pull this thing off, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be transformed. We, we ain't going to do this with, on our own. I'm telling you, you know, I've got a pretty strong will, guys. I can't do this without God's help. It ain't, it ain't happening. So what am I going to do? You know what it does? It, in a way, it, it, it pushes me back into that relationship with God. You know, is it okay with you? Are you guys tough enough? Can you handle a little transparency and truth? I mean, the first service couldn't last night. They said, absolutely not. Can you guys take it? You know, there are days when this pastor gets in the car heading to Costco, and I'm looking to kill people on the way. 
And I'm thinking, what is wrong with these people? And then God's dealing with me saying, hey, these are the people I called you to reach, and you're supposed to be loving them. And I'm like, I love them to death, Jesus. And then he said, that's not what we're talking about. And I'm gonna, it's going to take God to pull this thing off. Right? I'm telling you. But, but he has equipped us to succeed. But you won't without that constant prayer thing. And I'm not talking about... You know, some, some, some of these prayers that we pray, I mean, it's so pathetic. <laughs> effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence and getting to agreement with God on that word. You've got to have God's word if you're going to be an effective prayer person. Again, you better get in the word. Man, man well, I, I, it's just so hard. I don't like to read. Hire somebody to read it to you. I mean, no excuses. Come on. No excuses. Well, yeah, but I read it and I can't remember it. Oh, you, you, don't, you, you underestimate the power of the word. Because it, it, let me, again, just a little moment of transparency. That used to be my excuse. I read it. I don't remember it. But then I started going through life, trying my best to do it God's way. And all of a sudden, stuff I had read, stuff I would put in here started coming up. And then the religious people would say, well, where's that, where's, where, where's that located? What's the scriptural reference? Because I'd say, I'd, I'd say something, and I, and I knew it was the word, because, you know, well, God says, no, well, where's the reference? And then one day, and that used to just, dude, I was messed up for a long time because I couldn't remember the, the address. You know, where, where's that thing found? But then I, re, then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I can, I, can, I, can come, I can come to your house. I don't know your address, but I can get there. So getting there isn't the issue, but knowing where you're at is. And then all of a sudden, once I, once I realized, who cares about the address, then all of a sudden, th- those started coming up too. I'm like, oh, devil's tricky, but I got him. <laughs> Next verse, got to hurry. Right? What time is it? Huh? Oh, we got all day. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Contribute to the needs of God's people. Quit being a taker. Some of us, you thank God we're not who we used to be. But some of us have ruined relationships because we weren't getting anything. If you're looking to get something that God supplies from a source other than God, it's called idolatry. Maybe your house would be healthier. Here's one for you. Trust. I can't trust them anymore. Well, Acts 16.31, and the message says, put your entire trust in the master Jesus, and then you'll live the life you were meant to in your whole house too. If I put my entire trust in Jesus, then I don't have a little side pocket of trust to put in Shelby. If I put my entire paycheck at U.S. Bank, then I don't have a little side pocket amount that I put in Giza. Why? Because I put the entire thing over there. If you put your entire trust in the master, then I ain't got to worry about trust here. Uh, uh, You know, I'm just saying that 
if I try to develop a life, a relationship with somebody I can trust, I, I can trust. Well, trust is important. Yeah, but it's supposed to be in him. And if I'm getting it from you, then we have idolatry going. You don't want to know what's crazy is that when I put my trust in him, dude, it's just so much easier to flow in this relationship now. Don't be a taker. Make a contribution. We're on our way to change the world. Well, you're going to have to live to give then. It's going to cost you something. You know, so many of us try to get through life with it. You know, I believe in prosperity, guys. There's a prosperity church. It's a lot better than a poverty church. Just saying. Yeah, Yeah, we're a prosperity church. We're sitting in a building that's paid for. I always think it's funny that people like the benefits of prosperity, but they get all weird when you talk about we ought to walk in. It's crazy. They're stupid. That's another message. Again, I digress. But we got all day, right? All day. We ain't doing nothing. So uh, here's the deal. What was I even talking about? Uh, They want to get stuff. They want to get stuff. Yeah, well, if God's in it, if God's in it, then God's going to cover all the bills. It's all up to God. Really. Really. Because he's God. He's God. He's God. Huh. In Mark 9, check this out. Remember Jesus has been up on the mountain of transfiguration. He's coming back down. He's glowing in the dark. He walks into an argument. His disciples are arguing with a bunch of people. He walks up and says, what in the heck's going on here? And a guy jumps up and he said, and the dad, you know, the, 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 the father is talking about his boy that he took to his to the followers of Jesus, but the followers of Jesus couldn't do anything for him. So, so his dad steps up, and, and, and Jesus asks his father, how, how long has he been like this? Because, and, and, I mean, this, this boy is messed up. This, 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 child, this, this child is in trouble. How long has he been like that? And he said, basically forever from the time he was a boy. And, and there are times when, uh, you know, if we get near uh, fire, it throws him in. If we get near the water, it tries to drown him. Man, this thing's trying to kill him. And, 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 you know, I've already been to your guys. I couldn't do anything. But if you can do anything, could we have some pity? Isn't it funny that we've trained the world to come to church looking for pity when we ought to train them to come looking for power? Look at your neighbor and say, toughen up, buttercup. Okay. If you can do anything, look what Jesus said. Jesus, Jesus said, you say if you can do anything, well, all things are possible to him who believes. And, and, and look, look, drop down there a little bit. And Jesus took a strong grip of his hand and began, I, I like this part, most people don't get it, but uh, uh, Jesus began to lift him up. I think, you know, this, uh, there, there's a point where Jesus is going to help you, but I think you need to get to a spot where you can, where you can take a stand without any, with, without any help. Elijah and Elisha, remember? Elijah and Elisha. Elisha was the guy who followed Elijah. Do you ever get those mixed up? It's easy because Jake... And then S, do the alphabet. J comes before S, so Elijah was first and Elisha was second. That just help you guys. That's for the interns. But uh, Elisha got the double portion, right? He got the double portion of miracles that Elijah had. It was promised, and he got him. He got the double portion. These are people in the Bible for miraculous deeds. Elisha, who had twice as many as, uh, uh, as Elijah, it, I, th- I think it was 16. You want 16 tomorrow. I don't think we ought to be so dependent upon the miraculous. I think we ought to walk in the power that demonstrates Satan's defeat, right? 
Jesus got him up and he was standing, dropped down there a little bit. And, and when he had gone indoors, his disciples came to him privately. Of course, let's ask this in private. Let's not ask this question out in public where anybody could hear it. Let's get silent with Jesus and find out what he has to say. Why, why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said, this kind doesn't come out but by prayer and fasting. You know, listen to me. Let me break this down into our vernacular so that you can really hear it. You don't get these results if you're not willing to participate. Ain't going to change the world if you're not making a contribution. Let me tell you a little something about fasting and prayer. Fasting sucks. And fasting without prayer, it's not fasting, it's hunger. So you got to mix them. But you got to get involved. There's a pri- the point is, is there's a... Uh, there's, a, there's a price you got to pay. Go back to Romans 12. you got to make a contribution to the saints. That's why I, I really feel that's one of the reasons it's so important, not just to attend church, but to become part of the family. And let me tell you something. When, when, when you're at the house and the kids are playing Xbox while you mow the lawn, those are called spoiled brats. Don't, don't spoil your kid at home, and we're not going to spoil you here. Let's go to work right? Let's go to work. When you're pulling in the parking lot and you see a couple of ladies out there parking, this, my brethren, ought not to be so. Some of you lazy men need to get here early and let the women stay in the building while you help park cars. I, where's the, yeah, where's that part at? Okay. So uh, contribute to God's people. Practice hospitality. I, I, I want to talk about strategic hospitality. I don't have time. You, you got you to leave the house strategically, man, I'm going to go get gas in the car and I'm going to pump somebody else's gas while I'm there. I'm going to go to the restaurant and and I'm going to pay my bill and I'm going to pay somebody else's bill. And I'm going to be strategic, not just to bless people, but to to drive the evil out. Because I got to tell you a little something, something about me is I want somebody pumping my gas. I want somebody paying my bill. Well, then I'm going to pay the bill and I'm going to drive that evil out and I'm going to get a hold of that good and I'm going to beat the tar out of evil with it. And, and we're going to take care of the family. We're going to take care of the family. Look at the next verse. And we're going to bless people who persecute us. We could still be talking about in the family. We're going to bless people. You know, it's not just the, not just the easy people, but, but the hard ones. We're going, to, we're going to find people who have hurt us, and we're going to bless them. Well, if I ever see him again, hunt him down. I'm serious. You know, uh, I think the enemy, when you start moving towards health, will try to, you know, you'll forget about it. You won't see him for a long time. But when you see him, when you see him, you know, and, and where you hear their name and something comes up, deal with it. Don't, don't let that, that residue of evil rest. Deal with it. They've been cruel in their attitude. Bless them. Don't curse them. Bless them. Don't curse them. Bless them. You know what? If we're going to pull this off, we need transformation. We need transformation. We need to come to God and say, God, man, I want, I want to live this life that you've called me to live. I, I know that the end that you have declared over me at the beginning, that it's the only end that I want. 
So right here in the middle, this middle stuff is just crazy. There's a, you know, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. If I do it my way, I'm going to be separated from the end that you declared at the beginning. So instead of hyper-focusing on the way, well, it seems to me this is the way. No, I'm going to let that go, and I'm going to focus on the end. But God, you're going to have to empower me to get on track with you. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to change. I need God to change me. I need him to change the way I think so it'll change the way I feel. I need to look at people and feel right. So I've got to let him change me. I've got to participate with the transformation. Let me tell you, if you're not willing to make a contribution, I'm not talking money right now. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about attitude and life and, and time and talent and ability and, and, and involvement. If you're not willing to make that contribution... You're not going to get that result. And then you're going to be faking it and faking it and faking it. You're wondering where that power's at. How come this isn't producing in my life? Because it's not the true seed. You know, if, if, if you mix seed, you just killed your harvest. But you've got to let that seed be true. You've got that God seed in you. Man, you got to water it. You got to guard it. You got to protect it. You, and you got to get the weeds out. And you got to, you, you got to, why? Because the, the, the harvest, the crop is too valuable to just let it die. Amen. Close your book, bow your head, let's pray together. I just want to pray. Father, we thank you today that you are doing a work in us.